This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Blackhawk Up Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Please welcome your hosts, Jimmy Lynch and Patrick McGann. Hello, my name is Jimmy Lynch alongside Patrick McGann, and welcome to the Black Hawk Up Podcast, Episode 1. It's great to be here. Patrick, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Jim. It's also great to be here. I'm excited to start this podcast. I uh, just want to thank Fansided for the opportunity to give us a chance here with Black Hawk Up. We're going to have a lot of fun with this podcast, and uh, I'm looking forward to today's show. It should be a good one to kick things off here. For sure. It's going to be a great show, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I too, would like to thank uh, Fansided and LTJ and everyone at Fansided. It's, it's a real pleasure just to be able to do this. You know, I've been with Fansided for a long time now, and um, we're Fansite, and it just gives everyone a unique time to kind of share fans' perspective on things. So let's jump in about the Blackhawks. Absolutely. Um, Patrick, let's, what, get, let's get it going. What do you think, what do you think about the Blackhawks' offseason moves? You know, it's been uh, a pretty good offseason for the Blackhawks, I would say, overall. I know a lot of people are pretty happy with the moves Sam Bowman has made. Uh, it's just starting from the trade deadline and going straight into the offseason. There's been a lot of uh, moves that Blackhawk fans have been pretty excited about. Uh, I think that, um, you know, the Tyler Johnson uh, pickup and then, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury and then, of course, Seth Jones, like those are the big three that people are going to be talking about. Um I think those were good moves for the Blackhawks, and I think those are moves that are going to vault this team into a playoff team. Uh, because if obviously if those three moves weren't made, the Blackhawks weren't going to be a playoff team. And now with these additions, I think they will be able to make it into the playoffs with relative uh, ease. You know, not maybe not the first seed in the Central Division or the Western Conference, but I think they'll make it in. I definitely think they'll make it in. I don't know where they'll make it in. Um... Personally, I think they still could probably just fall under the card of a wild card team. The Central's a really good division. You know, you got Colorado's going to be back. Minnesota's pretty good. St. Louis, I mean, St. Louis had a bad year. And don't forget about the uh, don't forget about the uh, the addition of the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> True, the Arizona Coyotes definitely will be a team to keep an eye on for uh, maybe <laughs> a movement or just. Um, yeah, they'll definitely be in the division. But I, I, I think Chicago could definitely get a wild card spot, but you also can't count out Nashville. And I didn't even mention Winnipeg, and Winnipeg arguably had as good of playoff success as Colorado did. So they're a real team you got to keep an eye on as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember we were kind of talking about this before the show a couple of days ago, like, you know, talking about how we're going to lay out this first episode. And. Winnipeg is definitely a team that you cannot sleep on. They're a team that's going to be good. They're always sneaky good. Like they make those playoff runs, you know, second round at least. The last couple of years they've been making it to that second round. And, um, you know, they're, they're a pretty consistent team. And you, you definitely can't uh, let them slip through the cracks because they, they are a team that can get you. Yeah, they're a team that can get you for sure. And I also just think that they're like they're a heavy hitting team and there's something that the Blackhawks probably can't match. I mean, yes, they did add some size this offseason. I agree. Winnipeg might be the team I'm a little bit fearful of out of everyone in the Central. I mean, yeah, even more so than Colorado maybe. I mean, like like you were saying, like they've had almost the same amount of success as Colorado's had and it's hard to believe that because of Colorado's star-studded squad, but you know, uh, just thinking about how the Jets can, can match up with the Blackhawks, that might not be a matchup the Blackhawks want to have. So, you know, this team, like we were saying, definitely going to be a playoff team, but maybe not a cup contender right away. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens as the season goes on and, and, and additions and all that. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, when we talk about additions and maybe some contract extensions too, um, what are your thoughts on – you wrote your first article the other day. Congratulations to Pat. Follow him on Twitter, at pmcgan 28 um, Pat, you wrote your first article. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the Kirby Doc article is a pretty nice introduction into, you know, being a fan-sided contributor for Blackhawk Up. Um, you know, it was cool to get to know 
uh, how to use all the stuff uh, on their website and put an article up. It was cool to see my own content out there. Um, but yeah, you know, Kirby Doc, that's uh, an extension the Blackhawks definitely need to make. I mean, I feel like I'm not the only one or not the only fan who thinks that. I feel like he's an integral part of this Blackhawks team, especially going into the future. Uh, when you know Kane and Taze are eventually done, this, he's going to be you know one of those guys the team is most likely built on, and I think it's critical that the Blackhawks sign him. And like we were talking, me and you were talking about this a couple days ago too. Like Kirby Doc is going to be as expensive as the Blackhawks make him if they wait until you know the end of the season to sign him. He's going to get more expensive because he's definitely poised for a good year. He a hundred percent is going to be going to have a great year. Um, I mean, knock on wood, but if he's healthy, he's going to play well. He's going to be playing top line, like top six minutes. Um, he's not going to have as much pressure as he would have last year if he had played the full season because chances are Jonathan Taze is back. The lineup's a little bit deeper. And now he's going to be playing with our, probably Patrick Kane and Alex DeBrincat, who are two of the Blackhawks' best players, and they've been having like their own incredible run in themselves, like working together this past season. Like, I would bet on to bring, uh, excuse me, Doc to have a good season. So it just makes sense for the team to be like, let's get this extension done now. Whereas Doc's camp is definitely like, no, we're going to hold off. Let's watch how the season goes. Exactly. Like, you know, he's going to be trying to make as, as much money as he can. You know, in that article, I kind of go and talk about how, you know, players of Doc's, I guess, situation, players that, um, were drafted third overall last couple of years. I kind of looked at like you know how how they did with their first extension. Uh, one that was jumping out to me was Pierre Luc Dubois on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, he got himself a two year, ten million dollar deal, five million a year. Uh, and you know what? I think if I'm being honest, I don't think Doc is worth that. Uh, I don't think he's worth that yet. Uh, you know, and with that wrist injury he had from that World Junior Championships playing for Team Canada back uh, in the fall of 2020. Um, you know, he has not been the same since. We saw that at the end of last season for him with the Blackhawks. And, um, you know, he just hasn't been putting up those numbers that a traditional third overall pick in the draft would be putting up. And so I don't think he should be making, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois money um, as, of, as of right now. Well, the interesting thing you mentioned about Pierre-Luc Dubois at least is He's no longer even on Columbus. He's he got traded this past season to Winnipeg. Oh, so it's yeah, right. I, mean, I was saying that's that's where he got his that's where he started. Yeah. yeah, that's where he got his extension. Yes, but maybe like it kind of shows that I, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to look back a little bit at the former third overall third overall picks and like some former top prospects and players. But it seems like in today's NHL, these players aren't sticking around on one team the way like a Sidney Crosby played out his entire career with the Pittsburgh Penguins for the most part. Like, you see Jack Eichel wants out of Win- um, Buffalo. There's different players getting moved. Patrick Laine, I thought he never would have left Winnipeg just because, like, that's your franchise player, you know? So yeah. it'll be uh, – it, yeah. it, and it's the same thing with um, Adam Boakfist. You know, this young player the Blackhawks drafted, you would think that he would f- start and end his career with the Blackhawks. You know, he was looked at as someone that's going to be like the next Eric Carlson. And now he's not even on the team after, like, two years. Right, and you know what? Um, I, like we, like I was saying, like Kirby Doc is is going to be that that future building block, and he, he has shown some promise. You know, those ten points in eighteen games last year. Um, like he could be a good player, and like I was saying, like he should be a, an integral part of this Blackhawks future. But at the same time, I guess I could say, like after you saying that, like I wouldn't be so, so surprised to see him. You know, not be here for a long time and maybe you know some Stan's got a trick up his sleeve with that you know maybe he knows he doesn't want Doc here what may well, what have you you don't know um like you said today's NHL is a little bit different than it was before you know a lot of guys it's harder for a player I would say now to play their whole career in a place unless you're like literally Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews um and you know obviously Kirby Doc isn't that yeah I mean in an NHL where, like, a Henrik Lundqvist could sign with Washington um, and leave New York, or an NHL where you have Duncan Keith now on the Edmonton Oilers, anything really can happen. Right. Um, I, I hope Doc has a long career, and I hope it's all with the Blackhawks, but I think this next contract extension is going to be very telling. Um, 
if he takes a little bit less money, I think the chances are he does play out most of his career with the Blackhawks. But if he's like, no, I want six or seven million for the next four or five years, even though he hasn't really earned it yet, um, you can't give someone money just based off of like draft pedigree. Oh, if that I, makes oh, sense, absolutely. I mean, I I'm of the opinion that you know Doc should be making, like I said, like. In, in the article, I say like I think he's in the ballpark of four mil a year for four years. Like, that's even like a, that's pretty generous. Like I thought that was like that saying that was pretty generous. But then at the end of the day, you got to remember that like you know obviously both sides have to come to an agreement. And so like you know I think he, Doc will be end up being a little bit more expensive than he should be. I think he'll be making more money than. He has proven so far, and that's why I put the four mil there because I think you know anything under four mil, Doc probably wouldn't be too interested in, um, and then anything above four is just like you know Pierre Luc Dubois, Nico Hischier, like you know that sort of money, like good money. And so I thought you know somewhere in the middle, um, that's where Doc will be. You know that's how much he'll make, uh, and I think like four is maybe a little too generous for him, but I think that's what he'll get. I mean, obviously you want your, those young talents to come into the league and then instantly need that kind of money because they play that well. Like, no one complains about Cal McCarr making over $9 million in Colorado um, because he's that good. Right, he's been, he's been really you know, good like for if, them. If right. the Blackhawks had talent like that, that'd be great. But they, they like, Kirby Doc, maybe if he had played the entire last season, maybe things would be different. But right now we're going to have to just kind of wait and see how the season goes. Pat, like... Out of all the off-season additions, what would you say was your like most interesting one? Um, I thought it was interesting that we got Marc Andre Fleury for almost nothing. Uh, that that was you know as soon as I saw that I was like that's kind of fishy. That's a little bit weird. Um, and then mm-hmm. of course dealing the Seabrook contract to Tampa Bay when there was a time in Chicago which wasn't too long ago that we were every Blackhawks fan was like who is ever going to take that contract and you know like you said the way logistics work with the offseason um, you know that that um, or I should say you've said that before we've talked about it before where like that they, they kind of needed that money to cover some logistics in Tampa Bay but um, I, I thought the Marc-Andre Fleur move was very interesting it it's, makes sense because we didn't really have a number one in Chicago I, I didn't think um, any of the goaltenders we've seen these last couple of years after Crawford went, was done have been like a number one starters, like an A1 type deal. Um, but bringing Fleury in, I think, you know, reigning Vesna champion, um, I think it's a good move. And I think that was probably one of my favorite moves. But I also think it was the most interesting move just because of what we gave up for him. I mean, we didn't give up anything for him. Right, no, we, I mean, Flurry, we gave up one minor league player, and then um, it came out that Vegas didn't really want him to stay in the organization, so he was going to continue to play in Rockford. But then they just completely um, got rid of his contract. So now he'll he's going to just have to um, find a new contract elsewhere or go play overseas or something. But honestly, like my, I, I totally get what you're saying with that Flurry one. Um, I kind of want to say one that probably hasn't gotten as much conversation though um jake mccabe to me is a really interesting addition just because he he's kind of like that johnny oduya type of player that the blackhawks haven't had in a while like a really good third or fourth defenseman the blackhawks haven't had that and now like they're kind of building up that pedigree on the defense which is something that you need if you're going to win yeah for sure i i, I agree with you 100 percent. and you know it, it's not about the the star acquisitions and I, I like you bringing that up too because you know we obviously made three big acquisitions and players that have well besides Seth Jones have won the Stanley Cup have that experience and Seth Jones is young to the point where he can he's primed to go on and you know have a good couple of years but yeah it's the underrated additions that will also bring the Blackhawks some success 100% um and like the, some of those underrated additions, like I like bringing back Nylander on a one-year contract. I like bringing back Adam Gaudet on a one-year contract. Those two young guys, to me, could have like a pretty good season in Chicago. And then who knows? You know? Yeah, um, for sure. There's a lot of like interesting players on this team that who knows what's going to happen with them. But hopefully, hopefully, it's good stuff in the city of Chicago for this season. 
Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. This team is going to be very interesting to watch. There's no doubt entertaining hockey is ahead in Chicago. Um, you know, these last couple of years haven't been too entertaining. It's just kind of been mediocre to subpar hockey. But this year it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, let's talk. Let's move on a little bit and talk about a little bit of stuff just going around the NHL in general. Um, as we both probably have seen, jersey ads are coming on the jerseys and um, next at the beginning of next season. Um, any comments on that? Yeah, I think that's uh, something that was inevitable and that was coming no matter what. No matter how many times you hear Gary Bettman sit at a press conference with a microphone in front of him and say, hey, you know, we're, we're trying to stay away from the jersey. We're trying to... Um, keep that sacred we know how sacred a hockey sweater is we know you know how much fans um you know revere the jersey and players alike like it's something that shouldn't be you know advertised on but you know we all knew it was coming i mean don't don't kid yourself uh this was going to happen no matter what the nhl is hurting for money as you saw last year i mean covid didn't do them any favors i don't think it did anyone any favors but just to kind of emphasize the fact that the nhl is hurting for cash um you know uh, hence the Scotiabank North Division and the Honda West Division and whatever whatever it was with those advertisements on the division names and obviously adding more ads to the ice. Um, so it was coming. I mean, it was. It, I will say this, though. I'll say this. Like, um, having logos on the helmets, having advertisements on the helmets, it wasn't really that noticeable last season. If anyone watched the games last season and was like, gosh, these – helmet ads are horrible i can't stand it no it's it wasn't that it's bad. really you didn't really notice I mean, it. you didn't really notice it but I, i'm i'm just of the opinion that like you could you could get players to endorse products right like drive what Kane taves drive to chevy but like I, i'm a traditionalist i, I you know I, it's not that i look at the helmets and say i, I notice the the ads and think it's and think it's awful i'm not like i'm not saying what you're saying i'm just kind of th- just like knowing that they're there it's just kind of like it's, it's a harsh reminder that that's what the nhl has to do to get money true but the nba did it a few seasons ago and you would have thought that the nhl held out longer than i thought a lot of people would but, have thought. but you know but the nba that's different i mean there's something about a hockey jersey and I, maybe that's because i'm a big hockey fan i mean i don't know if you feel the same way jim but like there's something about a hockey jersey. You know, those, those are the I think those are the coolest jerseys in sports. Those are the you know those are the ones that fans um, hold so much respect for, and there's so much history bef- behind every sweater in the NHL. I mean, especially the Blackhawks. I mean, we could get into that and have a whole, a whole podcast about that. But you know, bringing ads to jerseys in the NHL is different than the NBA. Uh, the NBA it's run completely different than the NHL, um, and, and you know the way things are done over there. Um, and I don't know. Just no. I mean, th- that's a fair point. You bring up a fair point where it's it's a change in tradition where you wouldn't have had that before. But a couple of seasons ago, we we wouldn't have had um, logos on the ice, and now there's still a lot of logos on the ice. We never would have thought that the Central Division would be like the Discover Central or something like that. But that's as see, where the game's see, going. Like, and you know, who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. Do, I guess, do, you know? do that all you want. Like you can rename the divisions, rename the conferences for all I care. Just just stay off the jer- stay off of what the players are wearing on the ice. You know what I mean? Like that. That's put more ads on the ice. Make the ads. <laughs> I mean, maybe this sounds a little bit crazy, but make the the ice rinks look like European ice rinks with ads like literally on every <laughs> score inch of the ice. Just stay away from what the players are wearing. That's just my opinion. I, I feel like a lot of hockey fans share that opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm delusional in that assumption. But I think that ads coming to jerseys is, is going to it's gonna hurt because, you know. Eh. Well, well, let me ask you this one, though. Like, when you watch the games and you're seeing a jersey, like a back of a jersey, does the Adidas logo on the top of the jersey really bother yeah, that's, you that's, that much? That's, no, it doesn't. You're gonna say that's different. That's di- it's the. It's not different. It really is it's though. Not it's, it's, it's 100% the hundred percent the same thing. It's the. It's yeah, the okay, maker it's of the, the jersey. Company that made it's the, the, the. Oh my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> it's not. Di- it's the same thing. It's not that big of a deal. It's just like an ad. You know, I bet the. I don't but know. Like who it Black fits. Hawk it fits but. in like the back of the jersey. It, it 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 fits like it. It's in the center of the jersey. It's on the back. It's above the number. Like you're gonna have a Kia logo right above the Blackhawks Indian head. Well, 
No, I think I think wherever I don't know where they're gonna put it. Um, I don't know where they're gonna put it. I hope they put it like it's gonna be on the it's gonna be on the front like right jersey. It's in the front right or left. Like it's gonna be that's where it's gonna be. It's gonna look like it looks in the AHL. Oh. Same exact well, I mean, thing. I mean, I I almost guarantee you that's what it's gonna look like. Is it real? Like it's just an ad, Pat. Like, I don't know. It's probably gonna just be for the Blackhawks. It'll probably be like United. They'll move United down, and then they'll put something else on the helmet. I mean, but you you, know? you already have United on the ice. I mean, why do you need it on the jersey? I don't get it. It's on the helmet right now. Exactly. <laughs> leave it there. I mean, I, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But personally, my thought process is it's not that big of a deal. Patrick. I, I think it's a pretty big um, deal. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel looking yeah. on Twitter and social media, there's a lot of hockey fans who aren't happy about it. So I'm one of those hockey fans. So I'm embracing it. I, I hope they put like, I don't know, like Portillo on there or something. Like, <laughs> that, I want something okay, like that just, would be awesome if they put like a pizza place or like a Chicago, you know, Chicago food or something like that. I would, I would actually. Look, I think it'd be that would be pretty Chicago cool. Oriented. I mean, if it's United, you know, that like, would suck, or like Chevy or something like that. I would hate that. But if it's something local to Chicago, that'd be awesome. Actually, so I, I'm doing this podcast from Salt Lake City. I live in Salt Lake City. Uh, a really cool thing that Utah Jazz did with their ad on the jersey is their ad for their their NBA jerseys is five for the fight. And it's a, can, it's like a charity ca- like for cancer organization where like you can donate, and it, so it's it's almost like an advertisement for a charity. And see that that's yeah. what you should be doing if you're going to put ads on jerseys. Do something like that. Don't put a stupid Chevy logo. Don't put a Kia logo. Don't put a United Airlines logo. Put something that means something that'll make a specific group of people and bring a, bring you know money about a cause. Do that. I mean, because Chevy doesn't need any more money. They, I mean. You know, five for the fight. These these organizations fighting for people with cancer. That's what people need. True. I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see what what it ends up happening. Like maybe the Blackhawks just buy an ad for the Rockford Ice Hogs and put that right on their jersey. Because <laughs> um, the Blackhawks bought the arena there, and now they're trying to really revamp that up a little bit. Well, I guess the other NHL news that we wanted to get to, and we'll see if this one's as um, hot of a topic and debatable. <laughs> Um, the NHL 22 cover has come out. Austin Matthews has returned after NHL 20, the uh, shortest turnaround, in my opinion, from NHL 20 to NHL 22 to have Austin Matthews on the cover again. What are your thoughts on that, Pat? Um, again, I, I'm not. All right, let me just put, <laughs> let me just say this. Like, I understand we in Chicago have been pretty lucky to have like Kane was on it. Taze was on Kane and Taze were supposed to be on it again. So it's just like we've seen a lot of our players on there. So I'm not mad about like it's not a Blackhawk. Like I don't expect it to be a Blackhawk. No, I mean, that totally wasn't going to be a Blackhawk. But here's the deal with that. You you bring him in. NHL 20 had him on the cover and then you bring him in for NHL 22. That's not how it was for the Blackhawks. I mean, it was like, what, at least four or five years in between? And and you know exactly, and, and yeah. that and that was after the Blackhawks had proven that that was after the Blackhawks had won three Stanley Cups. What did Austin Matthews do? Oh yeah, he's playing really well. He's putting up points. He's a he's one of the best players in the league. I get that, but he's I mean hasn't proven himself. What have the Maple Leafs done since he's been there? Nothing. Not a single thing. But I get it. You're trying to, and I I actually kind of like it in a way because. You're kind of actually trying to do what the NBA is doing, where you're marketing your players, you're marketing those young guys, and putting Matthews on the cover. It's annoying. I for sure think it's annoying that he gets to be on there again because he hasn't proven himself. But I understand that you're trying to market the young players. I mean, um, was it NHL 20 that it was like the motto was like, "Oh, the kids are here" or something, or like, "The kids are back," something like that. Like they're trying to market that that young generation of players. Um, and, you know, I think that's a good thing because that'll hopefully get more people interested in the game of hockey when you have players like Matthews who are playing really well, uh, even though he hasn't proven himself. But I understand it, and I think it could be a good move uh, if it works out. But then again, if you make a, a really bad video game, it might not work out, and that's what EA Sports does every year. I won't hold my feelings back. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. <laughs> We're not going to do that here. We're not going to do that here. Um, personally, like, I... I just think that 
especially this past season, I, I think there were players that were more deserving than Austin Matthews. Um, I, I I mean, yes, Austin Matthews scored an incredible amount of goals this past season, but, yeah, he didn't get out of the first round. Right. Like, you have the Tampa Bay Lightning, who have won two Stanley Cups back-to-back now, and neither of, their, neither of those like athletes have been on the cover. The last time one know? of their athletes was on the cover was NHL 12, and that was Steven Stamkos. And yes, it's been a right. while. So at least almost 10 years now. Jeez. Actually, you know what? Now that I'm trying to think about it, I can't even remember when Sidney Crosby was on the cover. Had, had, he went back to back. It should have it probably pre uh, NHL, like, I feel like maybe like NHL 07 or something. Let's see. Let's look this up. Like, but my point being is, like, the Tampa Bay have won back-to-back Stanley Cups. Um, you have Victor Hedman, who won a Smythe a couple years ago. Um, Vasilevsky's been great. Kucherov has been great. Like, there's Brandon Point. There's a long list of players that would have been deserving to get their wow. – like, to be the cover athlete. Sidney Crosby has never like they just went, been on the cover. Wow. Never. Sidney Crosby, Malkin, Lundqvist, Fleury, Dowdy, Chara – None of those guys have been on. I'm. I guess what they're gonna do with Crosby is wait for him to like retire because he's then do it. he's gonna be on it. Yeah, right. I mean, at some point he's gotta be on it. I would. I thought I could have sworn maybe it was like those old NHL 2K games where Crosby was on a cover. He's never. It's uh, no, because that was like Kessler, Rick Nash, Ovechkin. Um, oh. Like, I don't think he's ever been on the cover of any video game, which is insane to think about. That really is insane. Like, especially a player of his caliber. Um, I guess, like, I guess maybe he's too big for it in the sense of, like, yeah, if you put it on, if you put him on the cover, it's kind of pre- predictable. But also, Ovechkin's been on it, so I guess that doesn't hold See, like, Ovechkin, Ovechkin's Ovechkin been on it twice. being on it twice, that was, that literally was, I mean, that was a good bit of time, right? In between. Yeah, I mean, like he, he, that I understand that, I and mean, he's like he's he's a legend, you know. Like I, I get that 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 makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, see Austin Matthews going on back to back like that, or not back to back? Excuse me, uh, one year in between. Um, yeah, it, I, I guess it's it's pretty unfair in that sort of sense. Like, I didn't even think about that, where you could say, like, some, like other players were just as deserving. Um, but, you know... I, well, I mean, like, more, more than deserving, in my opinion. Like, Toronto has not had a playoff success at all. And, like, yeah, okay, it doesn't matter. Playoff success shouldn't determine if you're on the NHL oh, cover. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's you're just right. about being a, a pretty well-known player and... Austin Matthews is definitely that, but is he really like? I, I mean, if you're gonna put any player on there back to back, it's got to be McDavid. If you're gonna pick one of those, I, th- I was shocked it wasn't McDavid. McDavid put up like 108 points in 56 games. That's unheard of. Right. I mean, he's in more deserving than Matthews for sure. I mean, yeah. If you're gonna pick one of the play- if if you're gonna pick a player that was bounced in the first round, I probably would have picked McDavid yeah. over Ma- Matthews. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also think that it does kind of. It, it's just it's unbelievable to me that like it wasn't like a Nathan McKinnon or yeah, an Avalanche like a Kucherov right. or like someone like that or even Vegas. Vegas has been around for a couple years yeah. now. And you would think maybe like Flurry would be on the cover there, but he's not even on the team. Yeah, that would have been awkward. But, like, <laughs> It would have been awkward, but I just feel like there's there's other people more worthy than Austin Matthews to go on it two times in three years. You know, it's a to close out this uh, conversation. I mean, we can't be surprised it's EA Sports. That's all I'll say, and we should just move on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We got to have a conversation about what we can talk. Yeah. About. <laughs> um, uh, okay. So next part of our show. We probably would throw it over to a contributor on the site, but um, because it's the first show, we thought we would just kind of get to know, give you, the listener, a little bit, get to know about us. So, um, Pat, you're new to Black Hawk Cup, but like, you want to talk about when you became a fan or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I grew up with the Blackhawks. I grew up on 
south side of Chicago, you know, hockey is kind of big down there. You know, the uh, the youth teams down there are, are pretty big, and the game has just been growing ever since the Blackhawks had their success. But, yeah, ever since I was just a little kid, I, all I can remember is just watching Blackhawks games with my dad uh, at, the, at the house and got more and more into it, played for a little bit, um, and then retired from playing when I was in, like, I don't know, like seventh grade-ish, right around there. And then that's kind of when I decided I wanted to be more of on the uh, media side of hockey, especially play-by-play broadcasting. I mean, I would uh, mute Blackhawks games, even though we have Pat Foley and he's a, he's a great play-by-play guy. Maybe that's an unpopular opinion. I don't know. I like him. Um, uh, I, I, I'd mute him and call the games myself. And then I'd also play NHL. And as I'm playing the game, you know, whatever EA Sports NHL, as I'm playing the video game, I would, I'd, I'd be calling it. And, you know, I, I had a little um, – knee hockey rink in my basement that I would you know it was just pretty legit it was set up nice my dad built it when I was a kid got that got a lot of use playing down there and even calling games like that in my basement and so yeah just I've been around the game of hockey for a long time in high school I would you know call the hockey games for my high school and then now I'm in college at the University of Utah I was able to be fortunate enough to land the play-by-play position for the men's uh, club team here in Salt Lake City. And then I've also been doing the women's team games as well. We have a women's team, and I was calling those. So, um, yeah, it's been cool. I've been able to be around hockey a lot in my life, which I'm very fortunate to say that. Um, you know, it's it's uh, definitely a gift that I've been able to have a part and have stake in the game for this long in my life, and I, that it hasn't really faded out. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much just my experience with the game in a nutshell. Uh, and then I came to Blackhawk Up um, just to, you know, see if I can start developing my writing skills more because, you know, I'm, I'm mostly a broadcaster. I mostly talk, what I, you know, on the air or like doing podcasts like this. Like I, I'm using my voice and I thought, you know, maybe developing my writing skills would be um, something that could do me some good, especially if I'm looking to go deeper into the sports field so um yeah that's just uh my experience in a nutshell and uh happy to be here yeah. and happy to be around the game and uh yeah what about you jim well i mean let me just say first off we're happy to have you here um it's great to add another face to black hawk up we got a really good crew and uh, sure. we're hoping to have them on the show um spread Absolutely. out you know we're going to offer some guys to come on and talk and we're looking forward to it. it's going to be a blast um yeah, I mean, I'm Jimmy. I've been the site expert for over a year now. Um, I've been with Fansided for a couple of years. I I love the company, and I it's just a it's a great place because some what a lot of people sometimes struggle when they read our stuff is like we're we're a fan site. We offer a fan's perspective. You know, um, I don't try and pretend that I'm more than a fan blog. You know, right. like we're just offering a reader something different um i've been a fan of the game since i was a little kid um kind of i grew up with patrick we played we we both loved hockey since a young age and um it's just been always a great sport to me i'm nothing but great things to say about the sport of hockey and just the blackhawks in general with that kind of stuff it's been with me throughout my childhood and then as i grew up um you know i uh I just I like hockey a lot, and I like the Blackhawks a lot, and they're they're like if a lot of people they'll turn on like a baseball game or a football game, but no, I like to watch hockey, especially during the playoffs. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. um, but Pat, let me ask you this one because we're both Chicago guys, right? right? So um, Cubs or Sox? Okay, so that's one thing I left out. I <laughs> have been a White Sox fan longer than I've been a Blackhawks fan. That's like the White Sox. I grew up mostly on baseball, and then hockey was like my second thing. And for a while, that was hockey overtook baseball. But like, I mean, I I first grew up with baseball, and I I am a diehard White Sox fan. Like, I I mean, the White Sox that that's that's it. Like, if there has been one thing, I mean, like the couple days after I was born, my parents put me in a White Sox you know onesie. <laughs> I mean, that. That's like that's one thing that's been constant throughout my life. The hockey kind of came with experimentation and watch and like just my dad making like 
watching games, me watching with them. But like baseball is one thing my dad like put me in right away, played T-ball, all that. Um, so yeah, Sox for sure. And not just because they're good right now. I mean, like you can attest this, Jim. We, we've been friends for a while now. I mean, I I would go to those games where they'd get blown out 10-0 in you know, 2015 and 2016 where they were the worst team in baseball. And I'd go to like 20 of those games a year and keep scoring. They would suck. So hey, now, I mean, six dollar tickets. Yeah, you wrong. can't beat that. I mean, go to see a baseball game for six bucks. Like baseball, it's uh, I know they call soccer the beautiful game, but I like to call baseball the beautiful game because that that's yeah. Uh, yeah. Baseball is also very important to me, just like just like hockey. But socks. Long answer, socks. <laughs> well, that was actually the wrong answer. We were, <laughs> we were looking for Cubs. Um, I'm a big Cubbies fan. Um, but, I mean, I, I like the Blackhawks a little bit more because that's what I write about, and that's what I, I have a passion for. Um, I also am a Bears fan. The Bears. Um, I don't want to Bears, Bears. put a date on this podcast, but I might be watching a Bears game right now in the background. <laughs> um, go Bears. <laughs> um, Mitch is back in Chicago yeah, so, today. No comment. Uh, <laughs> just a little talk about our hopes for the show. We're hoping to talk, like, once a week. Um if you're listening to this and you're still listening to this, we're hoping to get better. Um, I know it probably isn't going to be perfect when we start off, but that's that'll come with time, hopefully. For sure, um, yeah. And if, if you stick with us, we'll stick with you. It's going to be it's going to be a great time. Um, one thing next on deck would usually kind of be where we talk about um, players of the week, what's going on, the schedule looking ahead. Um, I also I think one thing what's important to mention too before we move on to that is that we are also. This will be a weekly podcast that we do once a week, and we we are recording this right now on a Saturday, but I'm assuming that might not be our normal recording day. So our release day and our recording day, we'll, we'll probably have a recording day, and then our release day might be the day after that. So I'm assuming that'll be a weekday, Jim, right? Just to keep our viewers... Uh, yeah, I mean, just to keep that. We're going to update that on. Right, the, yeah. We're going to update that on the Twitter. Um, follow Blackhawk up on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Jim R. Lynch. I'll be updating on there, and follow Patrick on Twitter at pmcgan28. Um, hopefully, we'll be getting a couple more articles out of Patrick. Uh, yeah, it's, his first one was. Oh a great yeah, read, I'm, I'm I have a couple ideas for next. some other ones I want to I want to write. So um, yeah, I also like the one today, uh, the one about the Coyotes and the the Red Wings. How you know the Blackhawks can maybe bring back a, you know like you were saying oh bring back the Red Wings yeah. that would be that was that was a cool article and kind of cool to think about you know what? bringing back a possible rivalry with Detroit. I mean let's talk about that real quick like this past season was great I liked the you're just playing your division for 56 games and then the playoffs I I kind of liked that setup it was kind of nice but I did miss teams like St Louis and Nashville right. and I can't believe I'm saying I missed those teams well, it's just but I'm just rivalry. saying I yeah. miss. Excuse me, not Nashville. We did have Nashville, but I missed that rivalry. Rivalry with St. Louis. Um, I like the Carolina though. And now to have, the, I feel like the Carolina. Carolina was that was fun. Carolina's. If you look at the history of the Blackhawks versus Carolina, the Blackhawks have like lost the majority of those games. Carolina has had the Blackhawks number for a while now. Um, and I do think that rival rivalry was able to grow a little yeah. bit, and Chicago with Columbus in a lot of ways. But now we have their player, so I guess it's kind of done. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it'll be I I I I think it would be really nice if Detroit could come back to the Central, but I do understand that logistically speaking, like you want to keep your teams in the same yeah, time right. zone so, just for all those kind of things. I, but, I remember exactly when this was going on. I remember I actually wrote a paper on this when um, that that NHL realignment came along with bringing blue the Blue Jackets and the Red Wings back to the uh, or not back to but just like the. Uh, Eastern Conference and like it, 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 you know, it stinks. But having you know an, uh, a team in the Eastern Time Zone playing the Western Conference is not good. It's not beneficial um, at all. It, it's really tough on the players, you know, because those players are trapped. I mean, there are times what when they would go out west and their games wouldn't start till like ten o'clock local time in Detroit and. You know, it's tough for the players too, like going back and yeah. forth like that. And I think they've been happier in the Eastern Conference. I mean, obviously they, they, you know, I guess generally since that happened, they haven't been very good. But still, it's been. I mean, I'm, I'm, if you take any of the players on that team, I'm sure they would say, yeah, it's been much better. But you know, obviously, no, I mean, that's also true for this past year for the Blackhawks. 
Right. Oh, like for they sure. They got to play all teams that were out east. Right. So, yes. And that, I was I mean, about to say. It, it doesn't really matter, but for viewers at home, having games that were like 6 p.m., kind of nice compared to those 8, 9 yeah, o'clock I, For starts. me out here in Utah, that was weird. That was Some of those games started at like 4 or 5 o'clock for me. I was still, you know, at school <laughs> or at work. It was uh, it was uh, kind of weird. But, um, yeah, I've also heard, you know, uh, my dad, especially growing up, he was always saying, like, oh, the Hawks should move to the Eastern Conference. You know, the games would be so much better. They'd be earlier. You know, we don't have to wait. Uh, so you know, late at night to watch the teams, but um, but yeah, you know, it, it's that's how it's probably going to stay. It would be cool for Detroit to come back, but you know, logistically speaking, it makes too much sense for them to stay in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, it does. We'll we'll have to wait and see how it works out. But honestly, I'm excited for the new division with um, like not the new, but the new old division with our old rivals back. Um, it's it's weird because. So the first time St. Louis plays Chicago this year, that'll be the first time Brandon Saad plays the Blackhawks since he got traded, and it's been over a year. Right. That'll be like that'll be his first time back to the United yeah. Center, and that's um, just because we haven't gotten to play other teams this entire season. So I, I really am kind of excited to see this entire season just how how we do match up against other opponents. Right. You know, and it'll be cool to see how that how the playoff race unfolds again because last year obviously it was a little bit different, but. This year, it'll be cool to see, you know, back to those same divisions as they normally are, and it'll be cool to see how everything shakes out, especially now if the Blackhawks have a good team that can give, you know, other teams in the Central a run for their money. Right. And so, um, do you still want to transition to what, what we would have next on the show, just to keep our viewers, I mean, or the, our listeners? Just to let everyone know, like, during the actual season, we'll be going into, like, a player of the week, player around the NHL of the week, and just, like... Kind of talking about the schedule ahead for like the so um, yeah be, since we're a weekly podcast we'll just be like we'll, we'll, what normally we would talk about or what we have planned is um, we would just talk about all right uh, here are the games the Blackhawks have in between now and the time we podcast next here's what we you know what what's gonna, what we think is going to happen um, you know how we think things are going to go you know if it's going to be tough if it's going to be you know easy for the Hawks stuff like that mm-hmm. um and then we talk about like the standings um you know how things look and also probably some predictions yeah, yeah. Some predictions just, just right. kind of some different things right yeah stuff like that and then once we get closer to the playoffs obviously we, we take a look at the playoff preview you know see who's in who's out you know who's fighting for it kind of stuff like that and just like yeah like you were saying predictions you know offer our opinions and you know just based yeah. on it's it's gonna yeah. be a, it's gonna be a lot of fun absolutely yeah um i do want to like go into one final thing real quick with you a nice little prediction for you um i don't know if you know but jack eichel wants out in buffalo oh yeah he wants out, he of wants buffalo. out of there. Yeah. did you see his tweet the other day it yeah, went kind of viral i, I didn't get that <laughs> um you want to tell everyone what, what tweet you're referring he just put the like the the not hat it was like the eyes to the side emoji where he's just kind of like you know like a frowny emoji yeah, like a frowny like uh like a Annoy emoji, I think, is the best I would call yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. He, I, I don't. And it went viral. I don't really like it when players do that. You know, where they like are that adamant about leaving. Like at least with, yeah. with Mark Andre Fleury, like he had his agent tweet out uh, a photo of him with a, a sword in his back to Vegas before he got traded. Like when Leonard was starting games. Like I kind of like when you just go through an agent on it, but. Jack Eichel has been pretty adamant about wanting out and wanting to change things for him, and it'll be interesting to see where he lands. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing he's upset about is it seems like not many teams are that interested. Or maybe that I'm not – I shouldn't say that they're not interested, but just like they're not going to meet Buffalo's like demands on yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, um, honestly – I you know I'm not a big fan of Jack Eichel. I, I you know I'm just not the biggest fan. I'll leave it the, leave it at that. But I kind of like him tweeting out that. And here's why. You think about like we were talking about the NBA earlier. The NBA what they're really really good at is marketing their players and stories behind those players. And just like a lot of people like to call the NBA like a story because there's so many storylines going on the entire season. Like let your players have personalities. You know instead of like 
bringing in like a Connor McDavid after the game's over or bringing in like an Austin Matthews like yeah good pucks in deep you know we we, we fought hard we've yeah. you know put the it's a player's yeah, league right. it's a player's right, league like, whereas the NHL's like a team yeah right it's it, a team always, league, like, where you, you're, you take a guy yeah. after a, a game and they're just kind of like so monotone like yeah you know got pucks in deep you know put the body on you know just you know whatever it is score goals get points you know they're, they're so like monotone and like you know in the NBA it's so much different they're marking those players they're you know and they're making a lot of money on it like have expressions like you know man like just be upset be happy you know just like market those um you know market that for the nhl you know what i mean and obviously when it's kind of something on the more negative side is this you know um it's not you know not really fitting what i'm kind of talking about but just kind of like you know have emotion you know what i mean don't just say get pucks in deep but like every hockey player says you know just have emotion and uh, you know, well, I think they off. could market the Jack Eichel like um, sweepstakes kind yeah. of. They could. They, I mean, they could to- just yeah. see where he could go. Yeah, like for example, um, like the NBA or the MLB would post like on their official account would be like, "Oh, um, where is LeBron James going to go next?" Or like you know, like they'll literally be putting that on their feed. And the NHL is just kind of like not even talking about it. Like they can make some graphic for their Twitter yeah. account and say like, "Where is Jack Eichel going next?" Is he going to Arizona as you go into Washington as you go into Chicago you know like just like wherever well, whatever to kind of to kind of bring it full circle with you a little bit here that just is kind of the issues with signing those huge contracts when you're still really young in your career right oh like, for yeah, sure Jack, Jack Eichel got the money he got his money and he got everything he wanted out of it but now he's in a position where yeah he's a great player but teams don't want him because that contract's so big the like there's just so many more logistics than just like yeah. he's a really good player. Right. Like if Kirby Doc were to sign a really big contract, then it would be kind of hard to get him back for another. Like it, it would be hard to trade him if he did want out of the city. Right, and like I, I don't know why you lock I in think, for that much money for that long uh, in Buffalo. Yeah, that's true. I think I think maybe at the time there was like a different outlook on what was going to happen in Buffalo. Um, they, they thought they were maybe going to be out of, like, the rebuild phase by now, um, and if that makes any sense to you. Because they've been doing a lot of different yeah. stuff up in Buffalo for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, bringing in Taylor Hall and everything. Like, it just – nothing has been working. And obviously when you have a team like the Sabres and they haven't been good and you have a young star like Jack Eichel who wants to play on a team that's good and, you know, be heard more um, – you're going to want out. I don't blame him for wanting out at all. Like, I understand that. But I, I totally agree with you. Like, he kind of shot himself in the foot with signing that big contract. Because, like you said, you know, there aren't many teams that can take that on. I agree. It's – I don't know. The I I want, I felt like Minnesota made sense for him to go. There was a couple teams that made sense. But I honestly don't know at this point of the offseason – Who's going to make a move like right, that right, right now? Right, exactly. I don't, it would I don't have know. been done. I, I see what you yeah. mean. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it just goes down to, like, Buffalo thinks they have a lot more cards than they do. They're asking prices high because it's a good player, but it's a good player who said, I don't want to be here. Let me get, like, get, out, get me out of here. So you kind of have to lower your asking price when it's a player of that caliber who wants to leave and has made it very adamant and very public that he wants out. Right. I mean... I guess, like, you know, the Sabres, given their current state, they're gonna, like you said, they they're, they are going to want a lot. And to be realistic about it, like you're saying, they're probably not going to get their exact asking price form if they do get rid of him. Um, and you know, it, it. I guess, like, I'm not trying to say a similar situation, but didn't Vladimir Tarasenko want to trade too? He still does. Yeah, right. But he's not really being as adamant about it as, as Eichel. But ha, you could do a one for one Eichel for Tarasenko. No, yeah, I guess you could do a one for one on that. That'd be kind of fun. Um, I'm just messing around. No, uh, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about today, Pat? What uh, you well, got, I mean, I guess I don't know. Looking at uh, what we had planned, I guess we, you know, just like. The, the podcast typically we're kind of on the shorter end right now. I was thinking like usually they've lasted around an hour, maybe like an hour fifteen um, on a busy week. But um, I guess we were going to talk a little bit about like 
you know, our preseason uh, favorites to win uh, the Stanley Cup. And well, we could do like we could let's give our preseason favorites for the Stanley Cup final. Who will win the Stanley Cup? The President's Trophy, and then just because we're a we're the Blackhawks podcast, let's give our top three in the Central Division and who we think also could be wild card teams in the Central Division. So that's a lot, but just our initial picks, real quick. In the next like Jeez, five ten minutes. Okay. Yeah, let's just go quick fire on it. So I'd say President's Trophy. Um. Jeez, Colorado again? Okay. I mean, okay. I, I'm trying to think about it. Like, no, I, I couldn't even tell you. Maybe Carolina. That's why it's a preseason. It's hard to. That's why these predictions yeah. are so hard to make, right? But they're fun to make. So. Um, Stanley Cup final. I'd have to say Tampa Bay versus. Colorado. Um, I think Tampa Bay versus Colorado makes sense, and I feel like that'd be a really good matchup to watch. Um, with how you can't really bet against a two-time Stanley Cup champion right now, so I guess I'd have to say Tampa Bay is going to win it all. Three-time um, Stanley Cup champions, three consecutive years. Wow, that's that's my pick right now. Um, I didn't pick them going into the playoffs this year. I picked Vegas. I picked Vegas to lose or to beat Tampa in the final. And I, I made I learned from that. I'm not gonna make that mistake again. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Lightning are the Stanley <laughs> Cup champions until someone knocks them out. Okay. That's just That's how it's fair. gonna be. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and then what do you think about the uh Central Division and, and where the Hawks fit in and, you know, are they gonna be a wild card and who do you think the top three in our central division will be? Or I'm sorry, the Discover Honda Scotiabank Central Division. Um, first of all, let me say I apologize. I think my neighbors decided to start mowing their lawn. Uh, I guess I my it, so. Central Division picks would be the Avalanche on top because I have them winning like the President's Trophy and apparently everything except for the Stanley Cup. Um, <laughs> next up would have to be... It's really wide open. It's a lot of teams that are on the same level in my mind. I agree. So like I for could sure. definitely like I think I could name two like I could name any combination of four or five teams here and it would make sense. So I'm gonna just go with Winnipeg and um Minnesota. Okay. So Blackhawks um, Wildcard. Those card. are the top three. Yeah, I mean, even with all the additions the Blackhawks made it still just makes sense to me that they're going to be a wild card team, you know. Minnesota, they have the, you um, know Kirill the Thrill, Kirill Kaprizov. He's you know they got some young talent up there. I can see them being pretty good again. Yeah. Um, but leaving out St. Louis, ooh, jeez, I, for, I forgot <laughs> about you. It's just such like you know what I mean. Yeah. It's such an even yeah. division. Yeah, but St. Louis, I I really like the addition of Sod on that time uh, on that team. Yeah. For a really good I was the whole too. time I was waiting for you um, to say that. I thought you were totally going to say that. I mean, that's what I'm going to say when I do mine. But I'm going to put St. Louis as a wild card team, but then that <laughs> leaves out some other. Like, wow, it's it's a pretty wide open. It's a pretty wide open division. It's so gonna we're going to have to, which means it's going to be a pretty fun year. It's going to be some good hockey to watch. Yeah. Um, well, although on the same end, maybe there's a there's a pretty good chance Minnesota's not as good as we think. I think so. They're, they're, Minnesota, Minnesota last is season, always a question mark. I mean, always. No, but last season, Minnesota was playing teams like Anaheim, L.A. Like, those were the teams they were beating to make the playoffs and then lose to Vegas in seven games. Like, yeah, they, they had a great series against Vegas, and they had a pretty good regular season. But also that regular season was against kind of weaker teams yeah. like San Jose. Right. You know? Yeah, that, their third um, division was pretty weak. That's a good point. I mean, outside of like Vegas and Colorado, that that those were two powerhouses in that in themselves, right there. Right. But outside of that, it was kind of a weaker division. Right. Um, um, you want to give us your picks? Pat? Yeah. So, um, my President's Trophy winner uh, is going to be the Colorado Avalanche, and my Stanley Cup final 
right now I have it as the Colorado Avalanche beating the Carolina Hurricanes in like a six game series um, I think the Avalanche are going to have a year like the, the Hawks did where they where they won that cup after winning the Presidents Trophy I feel like this is finally like it for them they have a star studded squad they are undeniably the best team in the Central and the best team in the Western Conference in my opinion and I think they're just going to go on a run this year and finally get that cup back to Denver uh, and have a great year. I think uh, the Hurricanes will knock out the Lightning. As unlikely as that sounds, I feel like they're also on the way up. And I don't think the Lightning will three-peat. So I think, um, I think if the team that will knock them out will be Carolina. Maybe that doesn't make sense right now, but... That's just kind of what I'm foreseeing. Um, I think that, yeah, like I said, I don't really think Tampa Bay is going to three-peat. But I, I also do, like, see your way of thinking, like, oh, you know, they're the Stanley Cup champions until otherwise noted, you know, until someone actually dethrones them. So, um, yeah, so that, that, that's my pick for the President Trophy in the final. Um, and then next up was the Central Division, top three. So, obviously, Colorado on top. And then I'm going to have St. Louis at two. And then I'm going to have Winnipeg at... No, no, you know what? I'm going to have Chicago at three and then Winnipeg in the wild card. And then I think the other wild card goes to a Pacific team. And that is all of my preseason picks as of right now. Wow. Yep. A Pacific Division team is getting the wild card. That in itself is amazing. Yeah, I think they're... I think think it's... I I don't know. I mean... I do think the Central is good enough to have two wildcard teams this year, but for now, I think I'm just going to leave it at. I mean, maybe like Minnesota gets that last one, or like maybe Nashville, but like I think, I think maybe a Pacific Division team can squeak in. But you know, right now that's my my prediction. I think I I'm not denying that the Central is good enough to have two wildcard teams, but right now I'm I'm thinking it might be a Pacific it's- Division team. I'm enjoying being on the other side of this right now <laughs> because usually when I write, um, I'm called a biased, like optimistic Blackhawk fan. Because I, I am, I mean, I am. I like to think that the Blackhawks will have a good year, um, and it seems like in place, yeah, they will. But putting the Blackhawks in the top three in the Central—that's that's, that's I um, I, I, an interesting. You know what? I, I guess I, I guess you could say the same thing about me. Maybe my bias is showing a little bit, um, and I feel like you you might have more than me sometimes. Maybe I'm a little too pessimistic about the Blackhawks sometimes, but you know, honestly, I, I, I think it could happen. I really do think that this team can squeak in as the third best in the Central Division. I think it will there will be some growing pains in the first, you know, month of the season. Yeah. But I really do think once like things start clicking, you know, um, like you said, like if, if Kirby Doc's able to play with DeBrinket and Kane, like I mean, that could be a, a goal fest right there. That could just be tickle in the twine you know, all year for those guys. And, you know, I, I think I think this team could... No, yeah, I love the defense. I love the yeah, depth. Right. And I think it just comes down to how it, how it ends up rolling. And you, and and you got that Flurry kind of, now. Like, I, you know, I really think yeah. who's, who's, who's still, like, he's not done yet. Like, he just won the Vesna. So it's like, this, this mm-hmm. team is going to be good. It, I mean, it, it really is. They're, they're going to be competitive. And I think, I think their absolute ceiling is the third spot in the Central Division. I think that's their absolute... The best they can do for the regular season, um, and then I think at worst, you know, second wild card. Well, and I mean that kind of just leads us into a topic that we're going to definitely be talking about next week. Um, how much of the season is going to kind of fall on Coach Carlton's shoulders? You know, yeah. this is the first time ever that the team is actually looking really good under his under his watch. Yeah, like this is a team that has expectations and has the talent to be good. Right. Now it's on him to make them. Yeah, good, exactly. Know? Yeah, we're gonna so. we're gonna see his true his true colors this year. We're gonna see you know if if he has what it takes to be a you know like a playoff coach. Obviously, I mean we can you know we're not gonna count. Me and you always like to say we're not gonna count the year that they technically made the playoffs in Edmonton. But you know this is this is the year where he's he's gonna finally yeah. you know he's got a team that's going to have to earn their way to the playoffs and earn it. And, you know, like you said, we're going to see how he performs under all that, you know, stress. I'm sure it'll be stressful for him, but also hopefully fun at the same time if the team is really good. 
and we'll, we'll see if he has what it takes. I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be a good year for the Blackhawks, and he should be just as part of. He sh- he's going to be just as a part of it as the players. Hopefully, if he if he does, you know, his job the right way. Hmm. I I 100% agree, and you know what? It's it's it was a great first episode, Pat. Um, thank you for joining. Yeah. with me today. This was a lot. It of was fun. a lot of fun. A really good first episode. Had some laughs. Had some fun. Um, had some probably. Um, outrageous takes and picks um, but uh, ho- <laughs> some learning experiences too we'll, yeah we'll I was going to say hopefully we're going to get better as the show goes hopefully on hopefully I don't get too much backlash for uh, some of the takes and, and picks I had but you know it, it's it's okay we had fun that's all that matters and it, this is going to be a really good time and I can't wait for this to to happen all season long this is going to be this is going to be the best part of the week for me for sure yeah and um, I'd like to remind everyone listening to you know, check BlackhawkUp.com for some daily content. Every day we're uh, writing about the Blackhawks, having a fun time, and just gearing up for the new season. Um, and if you're interested in joining the team, feel free to apply. Um, it's it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a great yeah, year. It's You know, I, I just joined as well. It's it's I've only been a part of it for a couple weeks now, and it's, I've already been feeling, you know, all that fun that Jimmy's talking about. I've been feeling, you know, good about it and, you know, joining the team it's 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 awesome it's fun if you're a blackhawks fan and you just want to talk about the blackhawks this is the place for you and uh just before we close out i just want to make sure that just, i just wanted to thank fanside one more time just for uh letting us come on here and starting this podcast you know they 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 have a lot to do at their website obviously you know they, they so many different teams so many different cities and it's for them to let us go on and do this podcast and have our own blackhawk podcast it's awesome so thank you so much and we're we're hopefully going to make you make fansided proud. Hopefully, make them all proud over there. Uh, and uh, absolutely, yeah, this is this is going to be awesome. So, thanks again to them, and thanks again to you, Jim, for for having me on. And I can't wait to do it again. All right, thanks for having us, everybody. Go Hawks.